On today's podcast, we're going to be talking to Cody IX from the band Losing September. Here we go. And we're, and we're recording. It's that simple. Dope. Isn't it dope? Dope. It's dope. <laughs> it's totally dope. What's going on, man? I know we just bullshitted the whole way here, so yeah, we're just going to step up onto that. Yeah. Just put this thing like right there, wherever you're Duh. comfortable. This thing can move. It can bend. It can consort oh, with shit. you. Yeah, you like that? Mm, I'm going to name her That's Veronica. Nice. Veronica Vaughn. So what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Just chilling. Uh, just got into town this morning. Nice. It's about a nine-hour drive with three hours stuck in Richmond, Indiana. <laughs> Richmond sucks. Yeah, it does. That's fucking. That's not a good time. <laughs> yeah, we went like three miles in an hour. Ooh. Three. Ooh. Yeah, they shut down I seventy completely. Uh, some lady got ejected from her vehicle and. Oh well, that's yeah. Serious. It was it was a mess. Ooh, that's serious. Yeah, we we drove in this morning. Well. We talked about that on the way in too, but the drive in we hit this before we hit the squirrel tunnel. Did you guys come in that way? No, you came no. out from west, so you yeah. were coming in the, the other way, which yep. is still a shithole. We call it Schittsburg for a reason. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not. Sorry, folks from Pittsburgh. I really, really, I do feel for you, but it it is not my favorite place to be. That's for sure. I don't think it's anyone's favorite place. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's pretty rough. So. Uh, I picked you up from Mr. Small's Theater. That's where you guys are playing tonight. Yep, right? we're playing tonight, uh, 10.30 to 11.30. Fuck yeah. Headlining the show. It's going to be titties. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. Oh, like, me we were, too. We were talking about, you know, what kind of gear you're running. And you're running that, that Helix, yep. Line 6 Helix floorboard, and then you're doing the in-ear thing. I think that's the way to go anymore. Oh, definitely. And it's much less you have to drag into the venues. Yeah. I mean, I bring in my board. I have it right there in the case. Bring in a guitar and uh, my little wedge speaker, and that's all I need. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it, it reduces, I mean, from a sound guy's perspective, that's like a blessing. Oh, yeah. All they have to do is plug XLR right into the board, and we're good to go. Yeah, they don't even, they're just like, fuck yeah, I'm down with that shit. That's cool, man. It takes me about five minutes to set up and tear down. Yeah, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. I remember having to drag in half stacks and... Yep. Shit the shows. And, or carrying that. a 212 combo, which weighs a fucking ton. Yep. It's a pain in the ass to try to, to try to carry that shit around. I hated doing that. I fucking hated load in. And I hated load out, too, because by, usually by the end of the night, I was... Usually too tired to load out. Yeah, or toasted. One yeah. Or two. <laughs> so it was either like, I just want to have fun, man. Right. Why are you messing with me, man? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't want to lug this thing out into the van and put it in a van. You know. But so, yeah. So the floorboard's the way to go. Actually, I went that way as well for a rig I have at home. Mm -hmm. I have a... I'm on the cheaper side of things. Like, I'm like a Tonka toy compared to what you're running right now. Yeah. So I got the... Um, what is it? I'm having a brain fart. It's the uh, Zoom GN5, I think is what it is. Okay. It's not a top shelf thing deal. If I break it, it's okay. Yeah. But I run that through um, if I'm wanting to to monitor myself, jam through like a half, a half stack. Mm -hmm. I use the Electro Harmonics 44 Magnum. Okay. Which is a pedal. It's no bigger than a cell phone. Right. And it's fucking loud. But I just run that into that, into the cabinet. Yeah perfect you know if you want to actually have a have a rig of, of some sort you know like yeah. a live sound which i think works pretty pretty good actually 
Yeah, my wedge, it's just an 1,100-watt power speaker. That's crazy. And I put it right in front of my board on the front of the stage. And I think the Line 6 guys are doing, or, like, Line 6 has a product out for that. That works with the floorboard? Yep. Yeah. It's just like a wedge. Mm-hmm. So you guys are using the JBL stuff, you said? Uh, for the back mains. Yeah. Instead of running, uh, you know, speaker cabinets, yeah. we put the JBLs through, which we plug all of our rigs into our mixer, and then we just back it through the JBLs for stage sound. Makes sense. And that way, in case our inners fail, you got something. We've got the whole mix right behind us. Yeah, instead of a floor wedge. Do you guys run it through the floor wedges too? Yes. Through the in house well, house? Yeah. We send it out from our boards. Yeah. They pick it up there and ju- adjust it for FOH. Yeah. But um yeah, we basically mix our own sound for the stage and then they just take oh, it from there smart. and you guys use backtracks and all that stuff. Yep. That's cool. We use samples. We got a laptop we actually, running. We were jamming up to like an asshole but it was the last record i think you guys put out uh rise of the loser yeah i think okay. that was it we jammed to that on the way up and uh, right on. uh janelle had never heard of you guys she's 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 ashamed <laughs> yeah she just <laughs> she just said about i'm a mom I, I i don't okay it's all right love um but we jammed to that on the way up and it's that's pretty badass right right on thank you good. yeah I'm, I'm definitely i'm excited to to catch a catch a live show for sure so yeah thanks looking forward to this evening our show usually consists of a few songs off that record, but we usually revert back to our first two. That's cool. Well, I'll have to go back and check out the first two. I'm ashamed to say. Second I one's my favorite. Is it? Yes, okay, it is. well, then I will keep that one to double check. It's Project Mayhem. Fuck yeah, I'll double check that. Are you guys working on anything new? Yeah, we're working on a new album. Yeah. Um, you guys in the middle of pre-production, or are you guys we actually are. recording? We've got about half the songs mapped out and ready to go. Um, and it's looking at... Probably next year, early 2020 is when it's going to be released. Fuck yeah. We don't have a title name for yeah, it yet. Just so though. everybody knows, it's it's losing September. And don't spell it wrong like I did. <laughs> so I'm so stupid. I was like, you're like, uh, dude, it's spelled with one O, not two. Are you, what are you doing? I was like, <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I feel like it's a dumbass. It's all good. <laughs> I was like, it's a dumbass. Nope, we've seen it on, you know. Headlining billboards. Yeah. They've misspelled it on there. And it's like, what the <laughs> shit, man? Yeah, it's my bad, man. I felt horrible. I felt so dumb. I had to go back and fix so many things. That's it's why I was like, hey, good. man, you just want to help your brother out and take care of my social media. Yeah, dude, I got I you. I got you. All right. All right. So just so you know, whenever something's posted, it's referenced, but it all goes to him. Okay. <laughs> he can't care of the social media. So he does. But yeah, we were talking a, a really cool um story we were talking about the way in was about your other guitar what's your other guitar is it the bass player nope the guitar, guitar player. player guitar yep. player what's, your, what's his name nick foreman nick foreman yep any relation to red foreman and he says that it's 70s his dad <laughs> that'd be so cool he it says it's my his foot dad. up your ass boy <laughs> so we were yeah we were talking about uh nick and you were saying uh that he had a bout with cancer yeah and then he overcame it. Yep. He got diagnosed last October, and last month he got cleared. Isn't that insane, man? Dude, it's crazy. It's a blessing. Four, stage four. You said stage yep. four lymphoma. Stage four lymphoma. And he beat it. I did, that, yep. that is, you don't hear that. You don't hear those success stories. No. And I'm ashamed. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible thing that you don't hear success stories like that. Right. You know, typically it's in the opposite direction. And yep. You know, having a, a memorial. And it's, it's crazy. You know, like, yeah. and it, 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 it's, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it other than that is awesome. Congratulations to him. 
you know that's that's a blessing oh yeah you know? we're very excited and it's the best way, best news we had in oh, a while man i can only imagine that's just but the the fact that like you said he's a pretty positive guy and he no oh, yeah he um he just took it like he, he said he never had a bad attitude about it at all nope not once and uh as i told you earlier uh he would go and uh, do a round of chemo and he would still play a show that night He's a rock star, dude. Oh, for sure. He's a fucking rock star. There's no way I could. There's no way I could get like a, a whole chemo experience, and then that shit makes you, most people sick, right? Yeah. And it, that's like an. Was he doing like the, an infusion type thing? It was a. Uh, it was a type of chemo, but it was uh, through an IV. Yeah. And that's what I mean. thankfully, he actually kept all of his hair. He has dreadlocks down past his ass. Oh. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he came out on top. That's great, man. Congratulations to him. Um, I'll be excited to shake his hand for sure. Man, that's just fucking. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, that's insane. So, um, where abouts are you actually? I mean, where did you grow up? And you you know, like, I grew up in Elwood, Indiana. Uh, that's where I graduated from back in 2011. It's Elwood. 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 Elwood, Indiana. Yeah. Home of red gold tomatoes. <laughs> red gold <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> yep. Nice. Been there for a while. Then I moved to Indy. Um, now I'm in Anderson. Crazy. What are you doing outside? I mean, what do you do? I know you do the do this do the rock star thing. You know what I mean. Yep. But outside of that, what do you do? I uh, mean, recently just got a new job. I'm working at Lawn Pride. What's that? I do lawn care. Oh. Do fertilized pesticides okay. and all that stuff. Yeah. Do some mowing. Or Every just, now or and then. is it just more like irrigation and yeah, planning? more of the treatments. Okay, yeah, right. that's probably the better part of it anyway. Nobody yeah. wants to push a fucking lawnmower around, right? We get a big zero turn and we just go around and spray the yard. That's cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, pays the bills. Yeah, that's that's the big thing because you got to be able to fund what you're doing. Being in a band is expensive. Fuck yeah, nobody understands. People, well, people do. Some people understand. Some people do. Some people understand. It is a business. Yes. It is an investment in yourself and your fellow bandmates. Correct. It's not something that you can just, pure talent is going to get you somewhere. No, you really not at all. Work. People, it's not, it's not a leisure thing. There's this whole stigma around like rock and metal music, sex, drugs, rock and roll type shit. Yep. And now if you want to do that, it's easy to do, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can get caught in that, but if you really want to be successful... You got to stay away from it. Yeah, you definitely got. You, you got to be level headed. I agree, hundred percent. Yep. There's no that you can't you can't party every night, right? You know, there's like one or two drinks, but getting shit faced all the time. Yeah, it's just not a good idea. Not even an option, really. No, I went to a lot of show. Actually, the, I went to a show where I first met um, Phil Taylor. Okay. From Future Leaders of the World. Yeah. And I was excited to meet him. He was working with uh, a studio in town. Um, oh, Mark, I'm sorry. Is Mark Frigo? His name is Mark Frigo. The guy's a, an amazing engineer. Um, right on. I actually should hook you up with him. He's he's fucking the bomb. Do it. He uh he he's a good engineer, and also John Lacombe. I'm gonna give a shout out to John Lacombe yep. too, because John Lacombe's a fucking he's a badass engineer, and he's helped me out right now with my record, and he's a great ass dude. But Mark was the first guy I had met, and I, we we did some stuff with him. And he was always good to us. But he worked with the Dixie. He was in Nashville as an engineer, started out as, con as you know, in the early 80s, early 90s. So he worked with a bunch of country artists. Okay. Uh, but now he's an online service where you go 
you know, take your projects to him and he'll mix them for you and send them back. And he, and he does amazing. Oh, that's work. cool. Yeah, when we're done with this, I'll, sh- I'll shoot yeah. you a link and show you what it's all about. My buddy, uh, Chris Hess from Hoobastank, he does that too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think everybody, I think everybody, um, including myself, you know, you want to understand how to do at least engineer, you yeah. know, produce yourself to get some stuff going, you know? Yep. Um, I've got my own studio at home now. So I do a lot of that perfect. myself. Yeah. What do you got? You do have, yeah. You showed me, you sent me pictures of your set. Yeah. It was decent, man. It's decent. Mine is, um, mine's very humble. Actually, um, I'm doing some classes. I'm taking some classes at full, okay. s- at full sale. Yeah. And, uh, because I wanted to kind of hone in on some skills, not that I already have experience, but I wanted to be confident hundred percent what I was doing. So I just did the right. production program. Um, but I just got a new MacBook pro right on. and a bunch of goodies. So I'm a new pro. I got pro tools. So oh yeah. Pro- That's what I use. Pro tools is a pain in the ass. No, nah, pro tools is easy. Fuck no. Pro tools is such a pain in my dick hole. I hate, <laughs> I hate it, dude. It, it, it's not, once you navigate the shortcuts, you know, it, I don't know. Like right now we're recording this on Reaper. Right. Right. I use Reaper at home too. Yeah. But I prefer pro tools. <laughs> I could be, it's a battle <laughs> that's for sure it could be a battle but the there's so many out there i mean even garage oh, yeah. bands half decent yeah but we use uh for our samples and stuff we use logic yeah which is good and which is yeah pro, it's like it's uh logic is really reminiscent of garage band yeah it's very much it's just the, personal preference really really it is but i just started dabbling with pro tools so i have it now and i was like well this is the industry standard i will yep. i will try to make this work so I started messing with it and I'm it's just because it's new, you know, mm-hmm. I'll give it some more time, but it, I find it to be a pain in the ass when I got to use three keys to get somewhere. Yeah. You know, where this, I could literally set the macros to, I want to hit T for new track or yeah. studio one. Have you tried studio one yep. before? Yep. studio one before. Studio one's not bad. Yeah. I still prefer pro tools, but <laughs> why do you, why do you prefer pro? Tools? Because I was taught on pro tools. Uh, so it's kind of started out on Pro Tools. That's yeah. your roots. Okay. See, I didn't start out on Pro Tools. I started out in Studio One. Okay. Every computer I had couldn't run Pro Tools. Yeah. Because we're all broke, as we were talking about before. You know, right. as a musician, you, most musicians, even if you're touring, have a day job. Yep. See, I was uh, thankful. I went into the studio with one of my buddies up at uh, St. Francis uh, University in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And we were using Pro Tools, and he was a student there for, for sound engineering and sound production. So he taught me everything about Pro Tools. Oh, you sneaky bastard. So, so you, you got a free I, I got in there. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to ride on your coattails, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to learn Pro Tools. He was taking the courses. I was learning you. it from him, and it was game over That's from smart. there. That is so smart. But it is the industry standard, and I keep I keep catching myself once in a while. I like Google search. I'll be like, why is this the industry standard? Because it's badass, duh. Yeah. Well, what makes it badass, though? Is it the and I think what it comes down to is the quality. The quality the definitely, and to me, it's much easier to navigate. I mean, yeah, it has its little tweaks and it flaws. Does, it but does it, crash on me once in a while for sure. It does that every now and then. Yeah, but um, it does have an auto save feature, which is nice. It'll yeah. save every minute. Yeah, but um, you can set that up too. I think you can. You just can go set it up. Say, yeah, I'm gonna do. Uh, Every minute or every two minutes. Yep. If you're in the middle of a process, then it goes auto save. I had other programs. I think it was mm-hmm. Studio One crash on me. It was trying to auto save. Yeah, and then you, you know, lose the whole damn because you're in the middle of like doing MIDI or something. Yeah. It's like trying to do the samples plus save and then do you know. And it's like yep. uh, uh, I'm done. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I definitely I'm gonna give Pro Tools a little more time before I make a a, a judgment. Yeah. Okay, I recommend it. All right, I will do that. <laughs> uh, 
because I'm I was talking to John and me and John were actually talking about like trying to uh, you know, try to work something out where I could help him out with some mixes. He, and I asked him to teach me some stuff. So that's really what it stemmed from. I was oh, like, right on. Well, I guess I'll, he's in the middle of working on a studio right now. Okay. Um, so I was like, well, because he is, he had this. Okay. So his property is set up like this. All right. He had the big house, what he called the big house, which was mm-hmm. the house he was in when he was in Evanescence. And then he had the guest house. Well, he moved into the guest house. Okay. Uh, smaller. It's a little smaller. It's a nice, beautiful house. Yeah. It's still a big house. Um, but he didn't have any place at the other, the big house, he had a place, a room dedicated to it. Now he was in like a smaller room and it was really like, he'd get a drum set in there and there's all the stuff, but to try to have like a band in there to like sit while someone's recording. Yeah, it's it, a little like, difficult. It's, yeah, it was shitty. So <laughs> he ended up getting one of those sheds. Yeah. Uh, and he's in the middle of converting that into a studio right now. Which okay. Is That's pretty cool. Pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gonna be pretty fucking awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, um, he's been sending me pictures of it and Right gonna, on. It's gonna be. Do- I think we're going there, and I think I'm going down in, in uh, like this fall or something. To oh, help hell yeah! Out, help him out with some stuff around the house. He needed some help with some HVAC stuff. So of cool. Course, I said, like, yeah, I'll help you out. I got you, man. Whatever you mean. Man. Yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be exciting. That'll be exciting. So what's man? I mean, um, outside of the music thing. Do you have any other like what else you like to do? I mean, music is what we do, but, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta love other things. Oh yeah, nah, I game all the time. What you what are you playing right now? Shit, I'm fucking Fire Emblem on the Switch. Fire Emblem. Oh, I haven't played it. I don't have a Switch, so I don't know. It's pretty good. Is it good? Yeah. I I got into um, I got into the Destiny thing for yep. a while. You'll get lost in that. Oh my god, but it got so monotonous. It does after a while. Oh, what the fuck. Well, I guess now they're not on they're not on Bungie anymore. Yeah. And um this new thing they're coming out with. Uh, I have a buddy that plays hardcore. That's all he does. He's right a single on. guy. He ain't got shit going on, and that's what he does. He plays Destiny. Yep. And even he got to a point where he's like, this is boring. Yeah. You know. I played a little bit of that. I did download the uh the Modern Warf. I'm not a big gamer. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time to game. Uh but when I do, you know, I just want to like sit around the house and scratch my nuts type situation <laughs> that's typically what i'll you know unless yeah. i want to work on music but sometimes the fire shit up on the computer and i'm just like <sighs> yeah i feel that i don't want to do that yeah i don't want to i mean most of the time when i'm at home i'm hanging out with my fiance kayla and yeah. the kiddo yeah doing the family thing yeah right? exactly yeah. and there's there's that's a balancing act though oh it is especially when you're out almost every weekend doing shows especially out of state it's a balancing act you gotta have a strong woman to uh, oh, yeah. to back you up when you're yep. in a band, like you know, and that's where the stigma comes because of the stigma that we were just talking about earlier. That is, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And right. That's what it's all about. But you know, they can put it can put a lot of um, it can it can it can put a lot of stress in relationships. Yeah, it can. Not being being away from home, you know, and um, but they don't always fail. The, you know, the relationships. There's a stigma behind that too. Oh well, it never work out because you're torn or whatever. Well, you right. know what I mean. You know what I mean. You don't it know. just, you know, she's really supportive of what I do. That's she awesome. knows it's my dream and it's what I want to do. And she comes with you sometimes. Yeah, she does. Whenever uh, she doesn't have the kiddo, she'll come out on the road with us and That's come cool. hang out and support. Yeah, I bet that makes it a lot nicer. Right oh, it room. does. Yeah, it's awesome. A little piece of home with you type. Yeah, situation. exactly. Yeah, but uh, even when she's not here, we're in constant communication with with each other. That's good. Always text, making phone calls and. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when do you get married? 
Uh, we're getting married on Leap Day next year. Oh, that's right. You did something about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 229 of 20. I have it written on my calendar at home. Right on. It's on my calendar. Hell yeah. So, yeah, if your invite was real deal, I'm down. Hell yeah, we'll, it was. We'll be out. We'll party. Dope. Yeah, Nick, um, our guitar player who has cancer, he's uh, actually officiating the wedding. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, was he ordained? Yep. What? Yes, sir. Talk about a fucking... Dude, he's like... The, like Dr. Shockaloo, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. but he's the miracle, you know yep. what I mean? The miracle Dr. Shockaloo dreads. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. That's cool, dude. That's yeah. awesome. We're excited. It's a, a rock and roll themed wedding. Oh. So instead of a typical aisle, we actually have a red carpet. Oh. So are you going to be wearing the black tux still or are you going to yep. do the white? I'm wearing all black. Okay. Uh, black tie, black vest, black undershirt. And then I'm doing a little something crazy with the wow. jacket. <laughs> you look so serious. <laughs> Johnny Cash style. Yes, know? sir. Look like you're going to a funeral. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's cool, man. That'll yeah, we're awesome. excited. Yeah, I would be too. I think, you know, when me and my wife got together and we just planned our wedding out, we had the idea to do, uh, you know, wedding, wedding. And mm-hmm. then we were like, we saw the price tag on some of that shit. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. So what we ended up doing um, was we just kind of, we got a couple family members together, went to the courthouse. Yeah, married that way, and then we had a um, our reception later. Okay, so like we had a reception in the summer. We got uh, uh, in April, and then <laughs> my wife's looking at me like, "Motherfucker, you better get this right, or I'm gonna shoot you." So uh, we got married in April, and then we didn't have our reception. I think till June. It was June or something like that. And we rented out this like um, this camp type area it was cool it had a kitchen and stuff but it had this all this land in the woods and stuff so everybody oh, right on. party and have a good yeah. time get drunk sleep in their tent that's what we do we had a pig roast cool yeah we just invited everybody out to kind of hang with us and we was very relaxed you know country folk type shit yeah that's, that's what's how up we do it. yeah yeah watermelon whiskey actually there was there was watermelon and moonshine somebody had nice. poured, uh, put moonshine spiked in in the watermelon and eating a watermelon get there you tore go up we had some craft beer that uh my uncle he'd be my uncle yeah he's my aunt's husband so yeah i guess he'd be my uncle yeah. uh he brought some of that shit down fucking do you, ever, nice. do you ever drink lion kugel summer shanty oh yeah summer shanty's the shit that's some good ass beer bro. That, is. that is some good ass beer i'm not a big drinker like i'd really i'll have a beer once in a while i'm the same way i don't drink all the time but for that occasion i drank yep and i got i got i got pretty lit <laughs> i was having a good time but yeah i really i used to party a lot um not that like i'm you know, I wasn't alcoholic or anything, but you know, when we'd go out and play shows and shit, we used to drink Jägermeister and drink whiskey and drink yeah. like fucking pirates. Crown's my drink. Really? And it's funny that you say like pirates because that's our gimmick. Yeah. We're the pirates of the road. Yeah. Which is cool though. Yeah. I like that. It's not, um, that you don't see that, you know, people aren't doing shit like that anymore. Right. It's really rare. Well, I see a lot of, what I'm seeing a lot of what seems to be a, a thing right now is, um, bands like motionless and white mm-hmm. there's oh and the part other other there's another band out so i think you guys are t- torn with uh is there like a chick some chick singer you guys get ready to open like is that what the oh september morning yeah, yeah they're playing our festival that we host nice next weekend that's cool i mean i'm not i don't know them i have not listened to the music so i'm uh i'm just it had nothing against them yeah but i see a lot of that in this moment shit going on yeah the makeup the make well just the i do the makeup well no the makeup's the makeup's <laughs> fine the makeup's fine but it's the it's the i i think chick f- front women mm-hmm. front yeah front women are awesome 
Oh, yeah. But the gimmick with like Maria Brink starting all that nonsense. Maria Brink was hotter before she put all that dumb shit and did all that dumb shit. Did you ever see the original stuff? I have not. Go back. Go back. I mean, before she started doing the. The earliest thing I ever saw from them was The Promise when they did that with Otherwise. Or Adrian. Yeah. Their singer. Right. If you go back before they really started making it, so much better. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because I'm, like, at first, when they did Blood, when Mm -hmm. Blood came out, I was like, whoa, that's the shit, you know? And then it became a a gimmicky thing. Yeah. You know? And the way that she sings drives me insane now. I want to punch my stereo (laughs) when she does it because it's always... It's like like a massage therapist rubbing out that knot, uh, you know, <laughs> or or you're just getting ready to get frisky, whatever the case may be. But it's always that, you know, because it's seductive and sexy. Okay, it was seductive and sexy three albums ago. Right now, it's not. Now it's just like it's annoying. Yeah, I can see that because she does it just about every song. Just about it's every song. You got me. <laughs> it's every song. Like I think I think they're a good band. Uh, they perform well. They were a little more like cohesive at one point instead mm-hmm. of just like, okay, she's going to be Michael Jackson and we're going to be the five. You know what right. I mean? So it, it's, I don't know. That's just my opinion on that, that whole take with that, with that deal. But I noticed the gimmicky, the, there's, I don't know. I don't want to sound like an asshole. So I'm trying not to like come off like this dude don't fucking know us. They're fucking right. asshole. But I just see a lot of them trying to do the same thing. And what's nice is getting back to what we were talking about is you guys are doing your own thing. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You are doing your own thing. You made up your own thing instead of falling suit with what everybody else was doing, which makes you guys stand out from everybody else, Mm -hmm. band-wise. Music-wise, and and your music is, like, when you listen to instrumentation, it's pounding, right? I mean, it thumps. Yeah. And your singer has a great voice. But it's different. He went to school for a vocal performance in opera. Right. So he's got a classical background. It's, yeah, exactly. I was explaining this to my wife on the way down. That's actually where him and our guitar player met was in music theory class. Really? And our guitar player was uh, studying classical guitar. That's awesome. So we try and bring a lot of that to our music. Yeah. Like with our solos and our leads. Yeah, absolutely. Try and incorporate well, that. Well, when you hear when you hear him sing on top of what you're doing, you know, you kind of go do it like a double take you know? right so i was like well it's different but it's not bad different right it's unique different it's uh you know you're, you're the rage against the machine of the time type situation you know what i mean I, it's in that category yeah. where like when there's everybody else doing um like all those pop-up bands that came up in 2001 sure um there's a pile of them right yeah. only some of them really succeeded and moved on but they because they were all doing the same thing but there was a couple that had their own little niche that they mm-hmm. were able to perfect and you know, that right. pushed them out. And those guys, like Rage Against the Machine, were just minimalists. Yeah, for you know sure. What I mean? They were just just the shit they wrote and the fucking riffs they came up with. That's yeah. what, you know. I know we said earlier about pure talent. I mean, those guys worked their ass off to get where they were. Oh, but, 100%. Yeah, like, it's... But, yes, what I was getting at, long story short, because I got way the fuck off track, was <laughs> I was just trying to say that you guys are unique in what you do and, this, and the singer's unique in what they do. And, you know, you have your own thing, your own brand, mm-hmm. which is pretty titties yeah I like that it's a it's been a fun ride for sure trying to de- trying to develop 
our image and what yeah. we want. It's been a long road. And just think about it. It's just, I mean, you got, well, you, how long you guys been doing this for? Um, the band's been together. Our first album is about to turn 10 years old. Holy fuck. Yeah, so it's been a while. Wow. So have you had any hints at, like, are you guys going to try to stay independent? Or have you had anybody, like, um, talking for, at for you? For now, we're staying independent. Um, I don't want to get into too much. We are releasing, re-releasing our three albums uh, with Universal. Oh. So they're going to be handling only the distribution. Oh, okay. So they're handling that portion of it, but we keep all the rights. Okay, so you got a distro deal. Yep. Okay. Which is cool, because it helps you get into a lot of markets. Exactly. So they're going to do the distribution. What are you going to do about promotion for promoting those? Um, Because they're picking them up. Are they going to do any of that? It's up to you, too. It's kind of up to us, but if we want them to, they will. But um, here pretty soon, it's kind of a secret. It's hush, hush. This won't Uh, be coming out for a while, so... um, we're releasing a new music video. Oh. It's coming out with, um, or Revolver Magazine is releasing it, so it's Blabbermouth and all, oh. all of those platforms. So. Big shit going down. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got some big stuff. That's fucking awesome. Ain't and that like, exciting? The music video is for our song, Rise of the Loser. Yeah. And um, our festival next weekend is Rise of the Loser Festival, which uh, we put this on for six years now, and we kind of- Where do you hold it at? Muncie, Indiana. It's where the band originated from. Nice. And we try and keep it close to home, you know, help we get the local bands on the bills, help get them promoted. And uh, like this year, we have Saul and Red headlining. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. So Red. September Mornings playing there too. Yeah, that's where I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, September. I I love you guys. I do. (laughs) I I love you. I don't know you, but I'm going to tell you I love you because I love everybody. Um. Red, red is a fuck. I love red. Oh yeah, dude. I would be shitting my pants. Like they're, they, I heard they put on a great show too. That's gonna yep. be exciting. I yeah. mean, to work with those guys. I mean, what other acts have you worked with? It. I mean, big acts. Um, back in April, we just did a festival in Orlando for uh, Earth Day birthday. We played with Godsmack, Three Days Grace, yeah. Atreyu, Motionless and White, Under Oath. That's a lot of people. It was a huge what, was festival. It dope? It was awesome. It was a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so fun, man. I try to explain to people that playing live is... Um, it's a whole different experience. It's like a drug, dude. It is. It's like a drug. You don't have to do anything. You nope. step on that stage and hit those chords, and the band comes in. At first, you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah, and then at it, first, you're nervous, and then as soon as you hit the first note, you're like, all right, yeah, game yeah, on. Yeah, fuck this. We're going to tear this shit up. Yeah, yep. that's exactly how I used to do it, too. And I'm, I'm a very much in the crowd type guy yep. so whenever i get a chance i would i like to i like that crowd interaction so oh, for sure whenever i got a chance i would jump in the crowd i do that every show yeah and just hang you know for a second yep. and i would also like grab chords because i could see a lot of people that want to be musicians they want that they want it but they, they can't. yeah They're, you know they don't have the the balls so to speak mm-hmm. to it makes them nervous, you know, and I can understand that. But yeah. I would grab my guitar and I would hold the notes and I'd be like, "You, yeah, pluck you play that it, shit. pluck that shit." Yep. And they'd be like, "Boom!" And they'd fucking, you know, be like plucking at it. And some guys wouldn't know what to do; they'd be like drunk grabbing at the strings. Yeah, and yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah, whatever," you know what I mean? And, but that—that that was I love doing that, man. That yeah. was—I don't know—that—that that was my. It's thing. all about connecting with the crowd and with the fans. I mean, yeah. if you're not doing that, you're not doing your job. Exactly. You put on a show, man. Exactly. Let them know you're having fun. You know what I mean? And they're having fun. You can't too. take it too serious all the time. No, no. There's a lot of bands out there like that. They just have oh, egos yeah. the size of fucking Texas. Texas is a big state, just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of guys out there that have that 
that mentality, you know, that I'm, I've made it, man. I'm a rock star. Yeah. Dude, I don't give a fuck if you're a billionaire. You know what? Who got you there? You're Your the fans. They got you there. Yeah. You ain't. Without the fans, you have nothing. You ain't got shit. Yep. Nope. You, you got nothing, you know, unless it's not, it's all up to them, you know. They're the ones buying your records. They're the ones going to your shows. They're the ones that put you where you are. You oh, know, 100%. So yeah. Be humble. I think if I were able to be successful as a musician, that's the first place that I would try to give back as much as I can. Right. You know, and it's recorded. This is noted now. You know, so. <laughs> Uh-oh. Holding yeah, you to it. Holding you to it. Yeah. So, but I think, honestly, that's like, I'd be a very humble guy. You know, yeah. I, I am a humble guy. I'm not. I don't get excited about much. You know, I don't need a lot of things. And I think to share that with people would be, you know, because there's, I see a lot of like guys, actresses, actors, things like that. And I'm sure they get burnt out. I oh, guarantee yeah. they get burnt out. You know, they can't go nowhere without somebody up their ass. And I yep. can understand that a hundred percent, you know, and there's some that ha- or know how to handle it. And there's some that don't, I think. Right. You know, I think there's some folks out there that are like, just get the fuck away from me. I'm just yeah. going to walk my dog. I'm picking dog shit up. Could you leave me alone? Or right. I'm at the store right now. Trying to buy a box of tampons. <laughs> you know? Yep. I got a leaky issue. And you fuckers are messing with me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. They're already in a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, just get in some chocolate and, and, and tell them they're okay and they're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, man, I just... I don't know. It's all about being humble. That's that I, for sure. Yeah. I, I apologize. Cause I get on like these, I'll like be over here in left field and then we'll go to right field and then coming back to left field. I'm like, it's all good. It's like man. ADD. Yeah. Man. It's like ADD. Do you, it happens. do you know anybody that has that, has that problem? No, not really. You, huh? <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that squirrel outside. Ooh, squirrel. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't say that I do. I think, I, I think, I don't, not off the top of my head, not really, but I, I, for, I, I don't but you, but I suffer, I think most of the country, like I get it, I have anxiety, things like that, oh, that yeah. I suffer with. Um, last episode, I talked to um, a good friend of mine, Kyler Westbrook, and he's a local musician, he's an acoustic artist, and the kid's fucking talented. Right on. Um, and he was telling me about, we were talking about mental disease, and he was talking to talking about his buddy had uh, paranoid schizophrenia and he's very functioning just uh-huh. you know he hears voices and he w- was talking about the song called Calliope and you'll have to listen to the first episode once once I get them all put up but he he was talking about this 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 guy heard this voice and at first it, when he was younger it was a female voice and her name was Calliope Okay. And he, she would talk to him all sweet and whatnot. And then uh, the guy wrote the lyrics, like wrote down song lyrics, and they wrote a song. They made a song out of it, which I thought was the how that's, unique is that? Yeah, that's super unique. That's that really is cool. Crazy unique. I think yeah. one of the one of the uh, big things for me is honesty in music. Um, what do you think? I can definitely agree like, with that. Um, I'm more into politics oh. when it comes to music yeah uh definitely being a little political and controversial sure testing the edges yeah, push it push the exactly button. even though it says don't kind of like a nothing more does yeah those guys they don't do it as strongly as rage against the machine did no but 
Man, the way nothing more markets it is perfect. Mm, those guys are smart. Perfect. I heard their their first record before it was released on the label. Yeah. And I got that through uh, an engineer named David Troya at a New Orleans. He was actually in uh, Mandeville, which is outside of New Orleans, which is a really nice area. But he was like, oh, you never heard of these guys before? I was like, no. We were talking about some about the production or something like that. We were in the mm-hmm. middle of working on my one of my records. And he's like, you got to check this shit out. And I was like, okay. So he played... Um, ballast yeah i don't know what to do man i was like (laughs) what is this i've never heard this before but it was like a breath of fresh air that's oh yeah that's a band right that was the first song i heard from them and the way that that guitar comes in you know it's very genty holy fuck what is that and then the vocals came in what the right no fun fact uh johnny and his girlfriend uh kristen are actually uh, invited to the wedding what? The, they'll be coming in oh oh man i'm gonna have to contain myself yeah i'm gonna have to be like hi man <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like oh fuck man we're creepers oh, no i won't be like that i'm just kidding but, but i don't yeah, get starstruck i asked uh i asked them the other day and they said they're gonna put it on their calendar that is awesome uh, they're gonna try man. and make it so cool how'd you meet them you just network, don't you? you yeah, just pretty yourself, much. Don't you? you just get out there, Shanae, well, <laughs> work that shit. Stick your ass down. Just that's what the music world is. It's all networking. Yeah, really, it really is. It's about talking to people, meeting people, yeah. and being genuine. Exactly. Yeah, I figured. I've I've met guys. I mean, that's how I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Networking. I mean, Mike. Mikey Glassel. Oh, Mikey. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Mikey. You can kill me later, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that was Mikey. Yep. Mikey, Mikey. Me and him were jamming for a while. And Fuck yeah. And he, well, as I was trying to get something together, and I forget what he was doing. Oh, he was working, trying to get that project off the ground. Yep, with, with gods. gods. Yeah. And then uh, that ended up not working out. Are you. He got his gear stolen, is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you. Are you guys working with that management or the. Curtain calls. We are with Curtain Call. Okay. Yep. Right Rock Rage Radio and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Nice. So what's that all about? Really, Rock Rage is just a radio stream. Yeah. Um, what's Curtain Call doing? They just do like signing that? bands. Yeah. Like uh, they just got Eve to Adam. Nice. Uh, they've been pushing them really hard. They've been pushing us really hard lately. Um, they're actually oxygen. I see they're pushing that oxygen. Black thing. oxygen. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. What's the deal with them? I haven't listened to any of their stuff. I hate to say. Uh, we played with them at Earth Day birthday, and uh, they're pretty good. They're a duo. Yeah, a um, duo. It's a duo. It's two people. Kind of like a. It's kind of like Twenty One Pilots, but uh, music's a little different. So is it pre-record? Okay, I don't listen to their songs. <laughs> so give me a breakdown on one of their songs. Like, is it? Is it like backtracks and then a guitar and then... A little of both. That's interesting. Well, it keeps the circle I, small. I haven't gotten super into them or anything, but I know just because yeah. they're on our record. Yeah, you too. guys are on the same label, right? Yeah. So the Curtain Call, it's independent. It's an independent label? It is. Independent label. But they're working on... But they work we're not them. We're not even signed with Curtain Call. Yeah. We're just... Working with them. Exactly. That's ah, M4. Yep. Curtain Call and uh, Rock Rage Radio, they're both going to be up at Rise of the Loser Fest. Uh, they're going to be hosting it, and they're bringing in a stage uh, for us to play on, like a huge main stage. That's fucking cool. Uh, it's a two-day event, uh, camping, fishing. They have paddle boats, um, beach volleyball, 
and all sorts of crazy stuff. So it's gonna out be there. like it's gonna be in a r- rural type. It's uh, at this place called the Water Bowl in Muncie, Indiana. Um, it's a campground, but big and party. We've always done a partnership with them. They have this huge stage there, and they have another one built. But this year, we're bringing in a huge main stage, yeah, which is the same stage we actually played at in Metal in the Mountains when we played with all our mains. I've heard that before too. Mm-hmm. This is, I believe, this was the third or fourth year of it. Wow. And the band's been, Losing September has been playing it for the past two years. Fuck yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. You guys, you seem, well, obviously, you're smart, you know, that the way you guys handle your stuff and how you get out and around because you don't have, they don't have things like they had back. I mean, you guys don't have any management. Do you have management? Nope. Do it all ourselves. You're all independent. That's why that right there is what's cool about having... Like having you on the show and have and so when the listeners hear this, you know, I mean, you guys are up and coming. I mean, you've worked your ass off for ten years, but oh, you're yeah. up and coming, and it shows other artists that it's not impossible. It's, it's just, definitely not impossible, but it's a lot more work. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one thing if a label came up to us and was, "Hey, we're gonna offer you a hundred thousand dollars and all this promotion." Right, that'll get you a long way. Right, but we don't want to give our rights of our music away. Yeah. As I say, there's definitely the label isn't always a good thing. Right. Exactly. And, uh, what we have done is we've actually made losing September an LLC. It's its own business, yeah. own entity. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, the do it. all the trademarks are under that, all the licenses and all that bullshit, all the legal bullshit yeah. is all under the name losing September. So it just makes it a lot easier. That's, that's smart. Because uh, it creates a, it, if anything, if anything happens, it goes back to the business. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, anything like gas expenses, um, say we need new instruments or something, it's all a tax write-off because it's a business. Mm-hmm. We need these things to function. Yeah. Those are your tools. Exactly. That's your tool belt. Yep. I'm going with my hammer. So it makes, at the end of the year, tax time a little better. Yeah. Absolutely get a little kickback from the government. Like, yep. Oh, you got your busting your balls. Especially when we have an RV and it, you know, gets seven miles to the gallon. Oh, <laughs> I know. Isn't that, well, but you're sleeping in comfort though. Like everybody's yes. sleeping in comfort instead of like. That is true. You know, so do you drive the bus sometimes? Nope. Do you guys have a driver? Our uh, bass player drives. It's his RV. He okay. wants to drive it. <sighs> He's burning the midnight oil then, isn't he? Oh yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> he enjoys it. Well, as long as he enjoys it, man, that's. And uh, we're actually uh, thinking about getting a new one. Here in the next few months. A new one? Yep. Why? What's wrong with that one? Nothing. <laughs> I just want to get a new one. We're looking at getting one with uh, the back bunks and all of that. Oh, like an actual bus. A Primo. It's an RV. Yeah. yeah right. We're looking at getting like a Primo or something. There you go. Well, that's a good investment. Yeah. So what you just, the business, the business, the LLC, so to speak, will invest into that yep. bus. That's pretty smart. Yeah. See, it's good, good for people to hear stuff like this, you're like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, a lot of people get held up on, you know, they go, well, well I can write the music. I can, re- we can re- get the music recorded, but what do we do after that? You know, you play it's your, still a lot of work after yeah, that to do. <laughs> yeah. Play your ass off and play any show you can, yeah. uh, make merch, definitely make merch. Yeah. Merchandise. Cause that helps out a lot. There's yeah. been many times where we didn't know how we'd get to the next show without making merch sales. Been there. Been there. I sold some thongs, man. There you go. I had to sling them thongs out there. I'm yep. like, this will look good on you. This will, you know, I had to sell that product. You know, I had to sell shirts. I had to sell whatever. I think we sold, we sold, well, seriously, we sold thongs, t-shirts, hoodies, beanies. 
Yep. Uh, a buddy of mine sells lighters, which is pretty cool. Right on. This isn't a big cost investment for yeah. them, so they can turn around and you know make a little sure. bit of profit on. Um, but lighters, I'm I was trying to think of something unique myself. I've been trying to come up with a, trying to come up with some concepts that's mm-hmm. like something completely unique that's different than what everybody else. See, and we got something kind of like that too. Um, you know, as I said earlier, we label ourselves Pirates of the Road. Yeah. We actually have a uh, coins. Oh. Like and it's in a little treasure chest. That's fucking smart. Are they are they stamped with? It's got our brand on it. It's got uh, our website Where name. Did you get to make that? Uh, some company online that we found. What you got to get me? But, the uh, that's pretty. We smart. got plastic ones, and then we have actual metal ones <laughs> that we use for like souvenir esque. Yeah. But um, we use them kind of like gift cards. <laughs> so you you can buy a coin, and it's like ten percent off your next purchase. It's your version of Bitcoin. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's so it's pirate treasure. That's so smart, man. I love that. And uh, every now and then we'll like walk through a store and we'll leave them laying around and. People will find them. It's People are like, oh, what the hell is this coin on the floor? They pick it up, and then it's got our band information on it. Yeah. It's like a business card. It's perfect. But it's a, little, it's a little different. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. really clever, dude. That's extremely clever. Wow. I never would have thought of something like that. See, I don't think like that. I would have been like, oh. I guess we I'm... try to think outside the box a exactly. little bit. Exactly. That's where we said about what we were talking about earlier about being different. You know, yeah. It separates you from the pack. You know. I mean, if you got a theme, you got to roll with it. You got to arg. Exactly. You just got to arg matey. That's fucking awesome, dude. I keep telling the guys I want to uh, make some booty shorts, have like a little treasure map on them, and then on the back have it say, show me the booty. <laughs> it's perfect. Have what? our, have our logo right in the front. Why are we not doing this? Exactly. Dude, I'm gonna, if you need someone to help you, I will help you drive this. Okay? Because that would, it would be perfect. Yes, I don't want anything. I just want, to, I just want a pair of the booty shorts. Even, like, even just put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> like, regardless, it's awesome. Oh, man. No, yeah. Show me the booby. That's that might be a little cheesy. Don't do that one. Maybe it might be bit. like that sexual assault. We'll yeah, <laughs> but they they paid for but it. But booty, they could be like, oh, that's sexual too. But <laughs> like, now we're talking about treasure. Talking what are you talking about? about? Treasure are are <laughs> matey. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah good. for sure. Yeah, no, we're gonna have to. I'm crying, dude. That's that's <laughs> that good. Like uh, we've gone so far as um, even our stage banners. We've got two side. Two side banners in there, uh, side of a ship with cannons on it. Yeah. And then our huge 10 foot by 10 foot that goes in the back is a giant black ship <laughs> with the band logos on it and all of that fun stuff. Dude, I just can't get over Show me the booty. <laughs> it's golden. It's, market- it. it's marketable. <laughs> I fucking love it. I can't get over it. Now what? <laughs> they don't want to go with that, or they just—I don't know. Or you, uh, or you just, haven't really brought it up. We just what? haven't done it. You yet. You need to push that. Oh, I know. You need to, dude. That would be a seller. Oh yeah. Like people will buy that shit. If up. it doesn't sell, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, because it's a golden idea. They're gonna buy that shit, man. That's for sure. Oh man, that's clever. Did you come up with that? I did. <sighs> just like with the coins, I did that. I'll too. buy your lonesome. Oh man, you're like a golden child, man. I try. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh. As I said, if you have a theme, you got to roll with it. It doesn't matter how small it may be. But it's comical, too. It's, exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love the it, fact that it's comical. It's different. Who else is doing it? Nobody. Yeah, everybody's so serious. Yep. That, and we're in, you know what? That's a reflection on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, what you're doing with the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the booty short idea, which is freaking hilarious. Um, but it's, it's a reflection of yourself. You know, you're not all business. You know, oh no! You definitely have fun with it. Yeah. If you're not having fun in this industry, yeah, 
there's a problem. Yeah, you get, it has to be a reflection of yourself, which is if you're... If you're, you're not feeling, having fun, you're going to be burnt out hands down. in yeah. five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's all serious, you know, yep. cutthroat, this is all I do, this is all I know, you know, this is my attitude, I'm a rock star, get the fuck out of my way. Exactly. Why isn't the liquor in my green room? <laughs> Who put this meat and cheese in here? What, yeah. you didn't bring me a bottle of vape juice? Uh, where's my Foss water? I didn't want this fucking Dollar General shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I met. I've, we. I, I went on tour with Future Leaders, and I was helping them out on the road. Because um, at one point there was some talk about me playing guitar with them, and I was like, "Oh, this would be great." This was years ago. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, that'd be fucking cool." I'd moved to New Orleans before I had kids, before I was married, and you know. And I was like, "Well, I, I would. I'll, I'll do it. You know, that'd be awesome." There yeah. was some talk about. It. He said, "Well, won't you come on the road?" What I did was I flew down and i worked on some stuff and then i uh took the bus back with them so i went on tour okay with them and they stopped in state college so i was able to um able to get off the tour there but i helped them sell merch and things like that and then there was like one time in particular I remember we went and we had this green room and i forget where it was at because when you're on tour like that the states just yeah, run together they definitely do it's just insane but they had like pile liquor meat, like all this like or d'oeuvres. <laughs> I felt bad because the promoter didn't really promote. Yeah. So nobody really came out. The, you definitely have shows like that. Yeah. I've been there. So the the venue lost out. <laughs> so, but that happens. You yeah, know, that it, happens. it really does. That happens. Sometimes you... And that's a business on their part, you know? Yep. But. It's, uh, it limits... Not really limits you, but uh, you know where not to play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any... Uh, like, what's your craziest tour story do you have a craziest i know there's probably have a plenty that you could pull from but not really no really no oh dude okay so i remember i can tell you one that one experience that comes right to mind was we were in michigan we were like outside um was it grand rapids mm-hmm. grand rapids michigan uh we were close to detroit lit as i call it uh and we were People like don't understand that whenever you're in a band and you're touring, you don't really sleep. Oh, definitely not. It doesn't happen. And you're definitely not comfortable. No. So like we finally got one time. So when you like we when you get to a show, just to give it the, the listeners an idea. So when you get to a show who aren't in a band, but when you get to a venue, mm-hmm. let's say you start at one venue, you unload, you do sound check, you strike your equipment if you're not headlining. Yep. Uh, or if you are headlining, excuse me. Uh and then do your thing, right? You play the show, you do your meet and greets, you hang out with the people afterwards, and then it's load your gear back up. And you're driving to the next show. And you're driving to the next <laughs> show, which might be yep. in the next state. Oh, yeah. So we've, uh, it's been where we've had a show in Indiana one day, and then the next day we're in Florida. Yeah, that's what, wow, it's rough. Oh, that would be horrible. Oh, yeah. That's a long stretch for a show. Yep. And uh, back when I first joined the band, I was 19. I was the DD because I was underage, oh, so poor. I do all of the driving. <laughs> Didn't matter, so <laughs> I re- I really got no sleep. Yeah, no, it was awful. You just and then you get you get to where you're going. And by the time you get to where you're going, you're like, exhausted. Yeah, and you may get a couple hours of sleep going down the road. Yep. Which you swap out, but then when you get to that, then it's the same process over again. Yeah, so definitely. we f- we finally got a hotel. We were able to get a hotel at Grand Rapids, and we were all pretty toasted at this point. Because we started in New Orleans with the Arkansas and up the Midwest. And yeah. So we finally get there after the show. 
and we all kind of crashed in this hotel room, two beds, you know, six dudes, something like yep. that. Which is sleeping on the floor. I used to do that. I would sleep underneath the sink. Oh. I'd grab my sleeping bag and just, just curl up under there. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yep. And yeah. I remember uh, waking up because people would go to brush their teeth and they'd kick me on accident because they didn't realize I was down there. <laughs> like, like, listen here, motherfuckers. Yeah, you get back in your room. You stay there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're in this hotel room, six dudes, and it was like early morning. And I went outside. At the time, I smoked cigarettes. So I went outside to smoke a cigarette. And um, there was all these girls coming out of these rooms. And I'm like, you know, half in a day is looking around. And it took me a little bit to realize they were all hookers. <laughs> so there, oh, man. There was all these hookers coming out of these rooms. And they were bumped. Like, one girl's like, hey, hi, you got smoke? I was like, yeah, I got smoke. Yeah, you can have one. But it took me after giving that cigarette to be like, oh. She's in there sucking some dick. <laughs> but that's all they were doing. They were just all call girls. They were in there. Um, I know. I'm trying to think off the top of my head what other interesting. I know that's not a crazy story, but that's the type of shit you see on the road. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, that's like an everyday thing. Um, or, uh, you know, having fights at Walmart parking lots. That yeah. happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did that happen? It's happened before. <laughs> uh, this one time. You know, I was still underage, so I wasn't really drinking. Yeah. I've never been a real big drinker or anything like that. Right. Um, everybody else had smashed about 16 bottles of whatever. Yeah. And uh, the cops came out because they were all bickering and making a scene outside of the bus. And uh, it was really funny because they had got at, gotten out, taken their liquor bottles with them. Oops. And they stored them behind the wheels. That was smart. And the cops were like, oh, you guys need to get the hell out of here, blah, blah, blah. We don't need any of this here. Well, they breathalyzed me, and it was a straight zero. It was cool. So I got in the driver's seat, started driving, and we got maybe 10 feet up uh, past the trailer, and they turned their lights right back on because there was about six bottles on the ground. And they saw it, and they were like, busted. Yeah, we were like, shit. We're screwed. So was it because it was a state with no open container, no open container law? It was in Tennessee. It was like right downtown Nashville, really. Huh. But they're like, you guys just need to get out of here. Oh. And they confiscated our liquor and poured it out. Really? Well, you were underage, right? I was underage, yeah. But the other guys weren't underage. No. So what the fuck? Yeah, it was stupid. Why do you got to fuck with my liquor, dude? <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have pissed me off. Yeah. I know when I was down in New Orleans, like New Orleans, like when you're in the quarter and stuff. I don't th- I don't know if it's like that throughout the state or not. But I know in right in Louisiana, at least in, in the French Quarter and Bourbon Street and all that, like they don't have an open container law. Yeah. You can go into any convenience store. That sells booze. Oh, yeah. And walk out and go walk down the street, sip it on liquor or a beer. For a brief moment, I lived uh, about 45 minutes from New Orleans. I had actually got to experience Mardi Gras on Uh, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is the shit, right? Yeah, it was fun. It's a blast. But yeah, walking down Bourbon Street, they don't really give a shit. They don't care. As long as, I think the biggest stipulation was it just as long as it wasn't glass. Exactly. If it was plastic, you were fine. Which most of the places give you a plastic cup. Or a tin can. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you went in a convenience store, I think most of it was like a tin can. Right. Remember like seeing Ford Loco? Yeah. And they have them in bins, like industrial bins, like full. It's ridiculous the amount of booze that goes on down there. But Mardi Gras was a blast. Yeah. The cool, like the cool thing. It's definitely too, more tame than they show it on TV. Yeah, it's de- it, people think it's all titties. I didn't. Nope. I, didn't I didn't see one person with their shirt. I off. didn't see titties either. Yeah, people are listening. Are like, <laughs> you guys fucking <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you missed out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we. I, I didn't see any boobs. I had a lot of beads though, but I didn't show my titties either. 
But I, I had so many beads. I have a picture. I'll try to find it. But I had so many beads I couldn't put my neck down. Yeah. And I walked like that. I got drunk. Like that's when I used to drink. So I got drunk and I walked around like that all night long. And then the sun was coming up and I was still in a bar drinking. Uh-huh. I remember thinking to myself, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> well, like, I think of that every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I doing? But I remember sitting there watching the sun come up and it was beautiful. But I was pretty drunk. Yeah. And I remember walking back to the van. We parked... Um, I forget what they called it. It's the the really pe- like the rich people area. Um, Vic- Vint- Victorian. I don't know. It was a nice area though. We parked our van over there. Okay. I, I was hanging out with um, a dude at the time, and uh, we walked back, and it, you know the place is trashed. You know what I mean? Like the whole like everything was just like a bomb went off. Ended up finding drugs on the street. We found a bag of weed. Nice. Street. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we didn't take it because that's just gross. But there was a bag. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, you could be like, oh. yeah. So no, definitely don't take. I found couch weed before. I've definitely done that. I've definitely smoked some couch weed. I was at a party. <laughs> I was at a party in um, um, Washington, D.C. We went to this. <laughs> we had some friends hit us up. And we're like, hey, you want to go to this party at D.C.? I thought, ah, no, I really, I'm not really a city guy, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, but I was like, all right, fuck it, we'll go. So, just, you know, so we went. It was a penthouse party. Okay. So we get to this penthouse party and it's all f- we get in the door, you know, like I'm a I'm a redneck dude. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I walk in, I got a button up shirt, jeans on, I got my hat on and I roll, we roll to the door. We're all dressed like that. We yeah. all roll through the door. It's a fucking black and white party. Oh, man. Everybody's in dresses and yep. suits. And here we And you show, show up, up like Hank Hill and you're like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I love propane. You know what I mean? I sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Turn down for what? <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> Uh, you do such a good impression. I do a horrible impression of Bill or um, uh, Hank Hill. <laughs> I do not do a good one. Uh, but yeah, exactly. So we rolled in there like Hank Hill selling propane accessories, and uh, that's when we just all like the party we were with. We just proceeded to get trash because we yeah. couldn't fit in. So it was like we're gonna drink your booze, right. you know. So we drank all this Stella. You ever drink Stella before? Yeah, a couple times. It's kind of gross. Yeah. So we drank all the Stella, and it got late, and obviously we were fucked, and it was New Year's Eve, and it was like, well, we can't drive home, so I guess we're going to stay. We, yeah. My cousin slept on the balcony. At least it's got a view. <laughs> yeah, like 10 <laughs> degrees outside, yeah. and she's out in the balcony. But anyways, I was sitting on his couch, and I like stuck my hand in the couch for whatever reason. I found some couch weed. There you go. I smoked that shit. It wasn't bad. <laughs> wasn't. Wasn't bad. No, I... um. I don't smoke weed anymore, but back in these days, getting stoned was okay. I think Never. marijuana is really not a, like, it, it's no different than any, like, Coca-Cola now. Yeah, I can see that. You it's know. A, definitely a, mo- it's more acceptable. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have this thing behind it, like right. heroin or, and there's so many medical benefits to it. Oh, most definitely. I mean, and so many uses for hemp. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Hemp is the shit. Me personally, I've I don't smoke. I never have. Just not my thing. Yeah. I like to stay level headed about yeah. everything. Yeah, me too. But uh, I have nothing against it. Not at all. 
No. Uh, my my wife is a medical patient. Yeah. She uses the medical marijuana to... And so is Nick with his cancer. Help her rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, is you know, it's not... Uh, like my wife, when she uses it for her medical stuff, it's obviously when the kids aren't around. Yeah. Or it's at night. Um, not that it's a, you know, in which she uses doesn't stink. It doesn't smell like, mm-hmm. you know, like you're burning weed. But... Um, the stigma to be behind stoner or people who smoke more weed are they're stoners. They're just burnouts. Not at all. Like, there's a lot of people out there who smoke weed and you don't even know they smoke weed. Like my, when my wife smokes right. weed, she doesn't look all chink eyed and she's not reaching in the cupboard trying to get all the snacks out. You know, <laughs> She's very level headed and yeah. it can't even tell, but it helps her out tremendously with the swelling and the, uh, the pain. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? So I'm all about it personally mm-hmm. but when i used to smoke weed i used to enjoy it but now if i smoke weed i get paranoid so i just can't because it's i don't like anything personally that alters my perception yeah same i here. like to be in control exactly you know, so but that's, i have no problem against somebody who smokes that's pot. why i don't really drink too much yeah i mean every now and then sure what yeah. if i'm with friends or whatever but yeah absolutely. especially like at a show or something i never do it yeah just because when i go on stage like be level-headed I like to be level-headed, but I don't want to make a mistake mm. because I'm too fucked up. Yeah. And then, because that makes me feel bad. I'm like, man, I'm messing up my part yeah. because I drank too much. Right. And I don't like that feeling. Yeah. we. If I mess up, okay, mm. let it be on me. Yeah. I don't want want it to be... Because you were trashed. Exactly. Yeah. Or you had a buzz on. I've actually had times um, where I've tried to just drink a little bit. Because I used to drink before every show. Yeah. And that was just what I got used to. I, and I actually, like, I had a, I have a pitcher of beer on my by my amp and that's what i drank i'd have that in a pitcher of water yeah you know so i could just pick and choose but the problem was like if i drank one two beers if i didn't get sloshed i was in bad shape yeah because there's a relaxant in the oh for sure right so the hops are the active ingredient in that that it's actually relax you Mm -hmm. and what would happen is as i would lose like my hands wouldn't work you know like i get so relaxed that it was like it was like moving rocks, like a 10 pound rock yeah. on my fingers. And I was like, fuck dude, this isn't good. You know, that, that happened me a couple times. That's usually been my limit is, you know, one or two like beers before a show. Yeah. And then I'm cool. Yeah. Like, just, I won't drink anymore for the rest of the night. Just, yeah. I've definitely had some issues with that in the past though. Yeah. Like, you gotta be careful. That's for sure. I've had some nights through. I was fucking so shitty that I, yeah. pl- I was like, did I play? Okay. It's definitely a slippery slope. Yeah. Definitely got to pay attention to what you're doing. I yep. prefer not to drink at all anymore now. So I haven't played out in a long time, but mm-hmm. We'll be getting back out there at some point. Hell yeah. At some point, shit's coming around. Um, um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, man, where can we, you know, where, where can people find you at? Where can they check the band out at? Uh, you know, we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find our music on Amazon Music, um, YouTube, obviously, with our music videos, yeah. Spotify. We still, we're still on Rhapsody. Losing September. Losing September. L-O-S-I-N-G. September, yep. Yeah. And then uh, we're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and all that fun stuff as well. Fuck yeah. So any music platform, just we're fucking, there. Google, I think I actually could Google search you guys and the shit comes up. So yep. like it's just right on right top. There, right on top. Yep. Yes, sir. Well, fuck, man. I appreciate you coming out and hanging out with me for a little bit. I got to get you back to the show here soon. Yep. We, uh, load in was about a half hour ago. <laughs> uh, hopefully they got all the shit taken care of. The I'll doors are opening here in about an hour. Fuck yeah. And then uh, we go on at 10.30. Fuck yeah, son. Yes, well, sir. Let's get you the fuck out of here so you can go rock your socks off. All right, boss. All right, man. Appreciate All right. you, brother. Likewise.
Sí, 